Hey everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode 133 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. Uh, this is also day five of the seven days to suck class, and that is exciting. We are like we're already past the halfway point. We are we are deep in the seven days to suck class. We're almost man. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about how it's winding down. It's coming to an end. Actually, there's no intro on tomorrow's episode, and I should have talked about how tomorrow is winding down. But since it's Suck Last Saturday, and we do no intro and outro on Suck Last Saturday, I can't go back in time and add an intro and be like, oh man, it's the sixth day. It's coming down to an end. You guys are just going to be surprised when the seven days to suck less comes to an end on day seven. It's going to blow your mind. Obviously, I've been working hard, guys. Obviously. Um, the rambling and the rants are just out of control and have been for the last like three days. Um, but we're almost to the end. We're almost ready to hopefully at this point, I guess a Friday. Yeah. Hopefully I'm just enjoying a week off of podcasting and training and, and anything. And, uh, you guys are enjoying this content and today's content is fun. This is an interesting one. This is one of my students gave me this idea. I needed a seventh episode for the seven days to suck less. And I had already filmed like three of them. And he walked up to me at class and gave me this idea. Hey, how much is too much watching of instructionals? When does it start to hurt? When do you hit the point of diminishing return? And uh, we kind of get into that on this episode. We find out that it's different for everybody, of course, um, but there are certain things that you might feel and you might notice when you're starting to get to the point of diminishing return. And uh, when you're not progressing and you are putting in other time and you're not progressing, that is the point of diminishing return. Uh, so we really dig into this on this episode, but I didn't want to just do how much is too much watching of a jiu-jitsu instructional. I wanted to look at how do you find the right coach? Um, and this again, Rob, my student gave me this idea. He said, hey, what is, you know, like it used to be you just pick somebody your size. You know, and that's that's who's the right online coach for you. That's who you should study. That's who you should watch their instructionals. And it's just not like that anymore because there are definitely levels to the coaching game. There are levels to being able to explain and make something easy to understand. And just because somebody's my height and weight doesn't mean that they are going to be able to explain it to me and help me. Uh, and so we really dig into that on this episode. Uh, this episode obviously pairs very well with 40% a 40% discount at simplifyingjujitsu.com. You want to look for some instructors that you would like. Um, myself, Nick Sanders, Kyle Watson, Steve McKinney. Uh, these are the instructors that you guys would really enjoy learning from uh, at simplifyingjujitsu.com. That is what we really are valuing, really trying to make important is our instructors don't suck. Uh, our instructors, any any instructional you get from us is going to be good. Any course that you get is going to be good. Um, and right now they're all 40% off with promo code seven days. That's the number seven D-A-Y-S. Don't forget it. Simplifyingjujitsu.com. Let's look at this episode. Let's look at instructionals. Let's look at finding the right coach and uh, let's look at having some fun with jujitsu. Here we go, guys. Real quick, guys, before we get into this episode, I know you're expecting to hear about the three lenses 
totally free ebook that's so exciting. And I will tell you guys that uh, is a mid-roll ad, uh, but I wanted to tell you something more important. I know you think that the seven days to suck less are just about the, th the three lenses and, and pushing out that ebook, but they are not. They're really about getting the podcast seen. And so what I'm gonna ask you guys to do is something I've never really asked you guys to do. For how many listeners we have, we have an embarrassing amount of reviews on both Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify, all three. Uh, we have an incredibly small amount of reviews. So if you guys listen on any three of those platforms, I would greatly appreciate if you gave me a five-star review. Even if you don't do the ebook, please give me this five-star review. It will only take a few seconds of your time and it will be greatly appreciated and will help me and the podcast so much. Uh, and yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Give me those five stars and uh, enjoy the episode. What is the most important thing when picking an online coach and how should you learn from an online coach? What is too much? Am I watching too many videos? You know, I don't notice that I'm actually doing these things in our training and, and it's kind of, it's kind of frustrating. Well, we're going to answer all these things and more on today's episode of the I suck at jujitsu show. So let's look at it. First off, how do you choose an online coach? Should you even use an online coach? You know, right now we are in a really unique time in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I think we would all agree that we're in a really unique time on the planet, right? Uh, this is interesting. I always think about this. I am part of the last generation, part of the last generation of people that are going to have grown up without cell phones without internet on your cell phone. And that's a really weird thing. That is going to, you can't tell me that there is not going to be division for me at 28 years old versus the, the, the kids now that are 20. This is also, um, this is also interesting. You guys notice that every guy 17 to like 22 looks the same. Like you guys have this, you're different heights and weights. But they have the same look and they all wear the same hat. You know, the hat I'm talking about, like the, uh, the one that doesn't actually go over your head. It kind of sits on top of your head. And usually I think I'm pretty sure it's hard. The, the hat is netted, so I can't know this for sure. But I'm pretty sure that they put gel in their hair and they do their hair. And then they set that hat on top of it almost as like a hairnet to protect the gel. But you guys ever notice that? Me and my wife went to Texas Roadhouse uh, last night and I was like, babe, every guy here looks the same. I go, I've seen your brother four different times. Uh, it's, it's, it's craziness. Uh, I don't know where that came from. Oh, this is also interesting. I can go on a rant like that on this show and know it's not going to offend a, a big part of my audience. If it does offend you, I apologize. If you're 17 to 21, but you know what? If me making fun of your hat defends you, offends you and you don't want to listen to the show, life is going to offend you a lot worse than that. It's going to be a lot harder. But uh, something interesting about the show, I was just looking at statistics on it. 71% of the show is older than me. 71% of people that listen to the show are older than me. Uh, and that, that, that's a really interesting thing. I, I, uh, 
I never noticed. I never really realized. I guess I always thought that I was talking to first, when I first started the show, I always thought I was talking to white belts. And as it progressed, I realized I wasn't. Um, I realized that I was talking to a class. I was talking to white belts, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, and black belts. And um, that was interesting. But then just now starting to grasp that I was, uh, I was on the stronghold podcast um, with Wade and, and Wade is going to have me, Mark Beavis and Chewy up for a seminar very soon um, at uh, like mid June. And so um, that's going to be really fun. I don't know if there's still spots available. If there are, you should go to stronghold um, BJJ, I think.com. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to link it on this one. Um, but uh, I was talking to Wade and he mentioned like, yeah, I didn't, you know, he's like, it's weird. You know, I listen to all your episodes and you're younger than me. You know, I learn a lot from you and you're younger than me. I'm like, yeah, that is, that is weird. Right. It's nice though, that I'm Asian because Asian people, they don't, uh, they don't age. Right. Uh, so I could be 28. I could be 21. Right. If I, I'm telling you, if I put gel in my hair, and um, put a hat just on the top, like rim of my head. No way you wouldn't think I wasn't 21. No way. Uh, now, if you catch me at dinner at 3 p.m., um, you know, and I'm just wearing my normal garb, no way you don't think I'm 40, right? No way you don't think, oh, Josh could be in his mid 40s. How is Josh doing as a master's competitor, right? Okay, that that's that's enough for that rant. Let's look at how to actually get good at jujitsu. Let's look at, at jujitsu uh, technique. I don't even know where that rant started. I went that went off the rails. That's what happens when I record too many podcasts in a row. Eventually, I just need to talk about something else, and it just happens. Um, but we'll go back to learning from jujitsu instructionals first. Uh, like I was, oh, this is where it started. I. Um, you know, we're, we're in a golden age of jujitsu. There is an unbelievable amount of technique. People will send me messages and say, Hey, will you, um, will you film a, a technique for my YouTube or my whatever channel? And I'll go to their YouTube channel and they'll have 10,000, 15, 20,000 subscribers. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've never even heard of this person. There are so many people like this putting out so much free technique. How do you know that the technique is even good. And then once we get there, how do we know how much of it is too much? And then once we get there, how do we know the best way to implement? So let's try to answer these. First off, one of the biggest things, this used to be how it was. Oh, you want to learn, you want to learn from a guy. I mean, one of my, uh, uh, this actually, just so you guys know, this episode was brought to you. It was a, uh, it was a fan suggestion. One of my um, brown belts, Rob, he he and I were talking about it. He, he brought it up as a podcast suggestion, but then we talked about it a little bit. And he goes, you know, you, they used to say stuff like, well, you just find a guy, your height and weight. And then, you know, like a black belt. And then you just try to mimic their game. And he said something along the lines of, what if he sucks? Right. Or what if he's a bad coach? What if he's not a good teacher? What if this guy is an artist and he doesn't, he just knows how to feel his way through everything. He does not know how to explain what he's doing. Um, it's not super helpful to you, right? And just because I'm five foot 10 in 190 doesn't mean I need to play, I don't know, double underpassing. Uh, it doesn't, 
I can play whatever I want, right? That's the beauty of jujitsu. Most positions and techniques in jujitsu, you can utilize, um, you know, maybe you have to build them around your physical attributes, but you can pretty much utilize almost anybody can, right? Um, certain guards and stuff require some amount of flexibility, but it's usually not an excessive amount of flexibility. Usually it's just more uh, of an amount of understanding where your hips are to, to be able to beat these positions. But for most people, you can't just go off the height and weight thing. You can't just go off the what is cool thing, right? When we're looking for someone who is an online instructor, we have to look for someone whose language we enjoy. Uh, and I think that there is, there is just going to be a level of opinion with this. I don't think that there is any one guy that I particularly love their instructionals more than anyone else. Um, there is no one that I have found. I really, and this is back to the last episode where we were talking about, uh, we were talking about artists learning. And I was telling you guys, I mainly learn as an artist. Um, guys like Chris Payne's, guys like Preet Mickelson, those, those are the people that I like to, uh, um, those are the people I like to learn from. And so, you know, it's just, that is the language that I understand when they talk about conceptual stuff and they really focus on making it easier to think about when you are rolling. Um, those are the things that I understand. Those are the things that I've learned from when someone is showing me a technique. And, and at this point I have learned a lot of techniques. I've seen a lot of them, right? I, they're, they're broad. People do them slightly different. But when somebody, somebody shows me something new, very seldom do I ever go, oh, this is the stuff. I do love learning from John Thomas. I love learning from Chewy. I've told you guys this in the last one. Um, but these are just people I really love learning from, not just because I see from their perspective, because those two I don't. It's because they just make it easy. They make it simple. They show me what I want to be working, right? They are just the guys that I like. Those are the people that I enjoy watching. And it's going to take a while, right? Just like it probably, you know, maybe there are some people that are listening to this podcast and you started listening to it because you were, you Googled, well, I suck at jujitsu. I just started jujitsu and I suck. And then it popped up, right? But for most people, they're listening to this podcast. And um, like I said, they might be a white, a blue, a purple, or a brown belt. They might've been training for a long time before they ever found it. And one day they found the podcast and they go, usually whoa, that's an interesting name of this show. That's fun. And then they click on an episode and maybe it's an interview with somebody they're already kind of familiar with. And maybe they start listening and they go, oh, well, I like this guy that's interviewing Sean Williams. Um, he's, he's interesting. He, he and Sean seem to be having a good conversation about this stuff. And then he does a lot of episodes by himself. Maybe I'll listen to one of them. And maybe you listen and you like it. Um, you like my language that I use. Understand the I suck at jujitsu show is not for everybody. There are people that aren't going to like my opinions that aren't going to like the, the way I think about jujitsu or uh, the things that I give you guys. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Um, not everything has to be for everybody, right? That is the point I am trying to get across to you when looking for an instructor is you're not going to like everybody. It's not a big deal. You don't like learning from Danaher. Don't learn from Danaher. He goes on too long. Don't learn from him, right? Uh, but maybe you do like learning from Danaher. Then learn from him.
This episode is brought to you by simplifyingjujitsu.com and the all new Three Lenses ebook written by yours truly. So we all agree that jujitsu learning is not the same for everyone. Some people learn differently. We all agree on this, but it seems to me like nobody has ever focused on defining the way people learn jujitsu. And I have found over the last four years, three styles of learning jujitsu, and they are all coupled with specific training method, specific mentalities, and specific routines. And so what you will be able to do with the three lenses is you will get to take a really short quiz and learn about where you learn jujitsu, how you learn jujitsu, and how you learn jujitsu most effectively. And with that information, you're going to be able to develop your own training method. You're going to be able to develop your own schedule, your own routine and you are even going to be able to use training methods that people from other lenses other perspectives use this is a completely innovative book this completely new book and it is completely free again it is only available at simplifyingjujitsu.com be sure to jump on simplifyingjujitsu.com and get your free copy of the three lenses back to the show Here's the problem. His instructionals are 12 hours long and there is a thousand of them. What should I focus on? I have my instructor now. Josh told me I need to find an instructor um, and we'll say it's John Danaher. That is not Thomas. You can say it's John Thomas, whatever you want. Um, but still, regardless of who you choose, they're going to have a lot of content. If you were able to find them, usually it's because they've done a good job of creating a broad variety of content and um, they're distributing it well, right? And so you find the guy you like. Now you have his first instruction. Let's say you just decide on one. You just pull the trigger and you just buy something. And how I would say first, if you're looking to buy something, buy something that excites you. Not Don't, don't just look at it from a negative standpoint of well, I suck at half guard, so I better buy a half guard instructional. Maybe you suck at half guard because you hate half guard and maybe you should be playing close guard. Maybe that should be your focus. Maybe you have fun when you get to close guard, but I get stuck in half guard all the time. Well, how about you focus on half guard getting back to close guard and you just focus on close guard and you buy the close guard instructional, right? It's what you enjoy anyway. That is something that's interesting about jujitsu is it is not just about Yes, we always talk about getting better. That's all that we ever care about on this show. But how often do I say think fun first? You will not get better at jujitsu unless you're having a good time. Um, at least you won't get better 
in excess unless you're having a good time. The guys that always get better are the guys that are the most relaxed on the mat or in girls that are most relaxed on the mat, have the biggest smile on their face, are the most happy to be there uh, and have a focus. Those are the people that get better. And most of the time, your focus can come from what you enjoy. Not always though. Sometimes you do need to say, man, I just don't even enjoy anything. I'm not having fun with any part of jujitsu. So this is one of the questions I'll always ask my students. We'll ask a few of these. First off, you're struggling to find something to work. Think of the last time, the last 10 times that you would say something went really right. When you're doing a round of jujitsu, when I say something went right, best position you can be in, best attack that you have, whatever it is, something went right. Where is it? And they'll name, um, I have you in a triangle. I have your back with a rear naked choke. I have a, a mount with an underhook, whatever, right? They'll name that. And they go, okay. So what is the fight before that that you struggle with? What is the fight right before that situation that you struggle with? So for you, it might be, man, I, I'm great at this mount with an underhook, but I have a lot of trouble getting from side control to mount. And so maybe you focus on that. Or maybe you say, Mount with an underhook. A lot of good guys, they just pass straight to mount. And I don't, I, I don't even know how to pass to mount. Maybe that's what you focus on, right? But you say where, when things are great, what happens before that? That's what I should sharpen. You can't always focus on, well, let's focus on finishing from mount with the underhook, right? But you're going to get a lot of repetition and a lot of focus on that as your passing starts to get better, right? And so you create this positive loop, right? This positive feedback loop that makes jujitsu fun. It makes it exciting, right? Success is fun. This podcast will be a lot more fun for me, even though I have a blast doing it. It will be a lot more fun for me if the seven days to suck less, like build the brand a lot. And I'm able to start to make money from the podcast. Um, it would be more fun for me, right? Because that would be success. Success just makes things more enjoyable. When you are thinking about your guard passing, now you have something to focus on. And each time you actually do it successfully in a live round, you get to be in mount and you have your underhook already and you're smashing them. And then you get to work on your head and arm choke or your arm bar, whatever, right? But it's this positive feedback loop that you created just based off of a simple question. When things go right, where are you at? What's the fight before that? I guess it's two questions. What about when things go wrong? Where are you at? Well, bottom side control, right? Or I'm, my back got taken because they were passing my guard and they were about to get me in bottom side control and I bellied down. Um, or mount, right? Which is one of those, really one of the three dominant positions or leg lock position, right? So when things go wrong, where are you at? I think that a lot of times it's best to start with this position. Okay. So if you know, like the first one, if top side control was the, the position of things going right, we focus on passing. It is not the same when you're doing the negative side of things. When you say when things go wrong and I'm in a bad spot, you also, you need to learn how to get out of that bad spot first, right? Um, because Again, we need to make this positive. We need to make this a not very scary thing. So I'm not going to be worried. My guard retention is going to be much more stressful if I have I suck at getting out of side control. 
but my guard is just going to automatically be more dangerous if I can get out of side control on anybody. If I can effortlessly get out of side control, I know that I can take risks now. You know, I have great side control escapes. Not only that, but you will find that a lot of guys, as they get good at escaping side control, they start to add side control escapes to their guard retention. Meaning like you're about to pass my guard and then I'm already on my side. I'm already making it very hard for you to flatten me out. And then I'm getting my knees in and I'm, I'm getting back to guard. A lot of people do this, right? A lot of people, um, uh, they start to get good at it just because they focused on the bad position. Okay. So when things go bad and then you work your way back from there, once your side control is good, well, the next step before that is guard retention. So let's work on guard retention. And then the next step before that is grip fighting from guard, actually tying people up from guard. So then we work for a few weeks on that. And then after that, we can start to attack from guard. And guess what? Now we've created a new positive uh, or new, a new uh, loop here. We're hitting triangles from guard. And so now when I ask when things go right, where are you finding yourself? Well, triangle from guard. And I go, well, what's the step before that? And you go, well, I already worked grip fighting and I've been doing this triangle from guard. So now I'm going to tie these two things together. I'm going to go with um, uh, triangle setups now. That needs to be my new focus. I need to even tighten up um, my finish because I'm not always finishing this triangle. I'm not always getting the full figure four. So I want to work that, right? So now you have so much more just by objectively looking at your jiu-jitsu, saying what is good and what is bad, right? Because everybody, even from you know probably six weeks of training, you're going to have a position you like. You're going to have a place you'd rather be in, you know? Just makes sense to. So you work the step before it, or you're going to find a position that you hate, that you're stuck in all the time. So that's what you focus on. So we have our instructor, let's say it's John, and I needed to work guard retention. Oh, perfect. He has something for guard retention. Now, what if he doesn't though? What if that's what I need to work on and he doesn't have it? This is how I would look at it. I would start to look up guard retention on YouTube and I would get a lot of opinions and then I would experiment. I would say, okay, well, here's this guy's opinion. This guy, this guy says this, this guy says this. And I would give them a little bit of time and kind of try to, to figure out. And then I would think back to who I liked, who actually gave me something that mattered, who gave me a, a tip or, um, you know, maybe their whole product was great. Uh, just who gave me something that mattered, something that I actually used. Once they do that once, you can assume they're going to keep doing it because the more you listen, the more you listen to the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show, the more you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, it's your first episode listening and I'm just glossing over one topic to the next to the next. It's hard to understand, right? Um, but if you've listened to it for a long enough time, you know how I speak, you know the language that I use, it becomes easier to learn. Technique, instructionals, they're the same. Guys have a certain language. It's the language they probably use at their jujitsu school. And it's different than the language that you use at yours, most likely. So you almost have to learn the language first. And one of the best ways to do that is just to experiment with who you like. You know, you have a topic now. Instead of going instructor first, we went topic first on this one. Hey guys, I just wanted to interrupt this episode and tell you about something really exciting that we have going on at simplifyingjujitsu.com for this week only, the seven days to suck less. 
we are doing 40% off of everything. The entire store at simplifyingjujitsu.com. We are selling everything for 40% off. And all you have to do is use promo code seven days. That is the number seven, D-A-Y-S. Use promo code seven days, celebrate the seven days to suck less, and you can get any product that you want on simplifyingjujitsu.com for 40% off. And that's not including that free ebook that you really need to have already, the three lenses. So that's what we have going on for you guys. I hope you guys head over to simplifyingjujitsu.com and use promo code seven days. Remember that is the number seven D-A-Y-S and enjoy 40% off the entire store. Let's celebrate guys. Back to the episode. So now how much content is too much content to be watching? So I think it depends on the person because some people like, for instance, my dad, my dad likes to watch jujitsu content to relax. Um, to me, watching jujitsu content is it's so it's very enjoyable to me. It's very fun for me, but it also gets my mind turning too much and it does not help me relax. So when I'm watching jujitsu content, it is during the day. It is like when I have time in between doing a podcast and teaching a class or, or something like that, like, okay, now it's time to enjoy some jujitsu content. It's not what I watch before bed because I won't sleep. I will only think about the position that, you know, that there was, right? And so for me, I probably will watch less jujitsu content than you will. Does that mean I'm right and you're wrong? No, you have to watch what you enjoy. You have to see when you like to watch it, where you like to watch it. A lot of people love to do jujitsu content in the background. And maybe that's what you're listening to right now. Maybe I am just in the background of whatever's going on in your day. And I think that that is a great way to use it, right? All you're going to do is pick up on the little things that you hear, the little things that matter. But how we think about jujitsu is more important than learning any individual technique. If I can change the way you think about passing the guard and what you realize is important and what you realize is not, it is so much more relevant than giving you a very specific situation for a very or a very specific response for a very specific situation to pass the guard, right? Um, I can give you something, I can give you something broad, but you can only get that if you enjoy what I'm giving you and, and you enjoy who's giving it to you, right? Um, it's, it's hard to learn from somebody new sometimes unless they captivate you, unless they excite you. And so, uh, yeah, that's how I, I think about learning a lot is, is it's okay to have it in the background, right? It's okay to figure out how you like to learn. I think uh, a lot of people that are like more scientific with their minds, they love to learn and sit down and be totally engaged and take notes. Um, as somebody who's a little more artistic, I learn a lot more from live roles. I don't learn a lot from instructionals. Um, and I have watched a lot of instructionals. My dad has infinity instructionals, right? We just learn jujitsu differently. And that's okay. We find how we learn and we're okay with it. It's not that, well, Josh is being lazy because he's not watching enough instructionals doesn't learn from them. It's a waste of his time. It is, you know, we focus on efficiency and effectiveness on this podcast. It is inefficiency, it is inefficient and effective. I 
got to make sure I don't do that. And so maybe then one of my students says, well, I like this website and they're really good, you know, cause they have instruction and then they have some live footage and they have all these other things. Right. And I like to learn from them. I like to learn that way. Uh, you do have to find how you enjoy learning, but I will tell you a few things to be aware of. Uh, and you see this, I see this with certain students. Um, sometimes overly obsessing about something in jujitsu can put you in a really negative mental health uh, position, um, loop. And some of the people that listen to the show know exactly what I'm talking about. They go, yeah, when I'm obsessed with side control, I'm watching like 15 hours of jujitsu every two days on side control. And it's all I can think about. My wife is mad at me. Everybody's mad at me because I can't think about anything else. Uh, usually that comes from excess in watching instructionals. And I see it happen with people. They will just watch. There's just too much information. They go on information overload. and it actually can cause, it literally can cause depression. It can, or, or, or I, I guess not cause, uh, um, exasperate someone's depression. Um, it can, you know, it can just, it can not be good. It can cause anxiety. It can cause so many different things. And, um, you know, it's weird that I'm saying this, like as a warning with jujitsu, but just with anything, um, a lot of us find jujitsu because we're nerds and we love to get obsessed about things. Jiu-jitsu is something that you can endlessly get obsessed about because no matter how much you learn, there is most likely on the planet somebody who understands and utilizes that position much better than you. And so you try to obsess about it more and you try to learn more because there are other people out there that have all these different opinions and you start to obsess too much. You just start to watch too much. And for that for that, it might, it depends on the person. It might be for you an hour a day is too much instruction to watch. Um, maybe cut it down to 30 minutes, cut it down to 10. Um, the biggest thing about jujitsu instructionals, use them for what they're useful for, right? They're useful for inspiring us to get on the mat and train. Um, they can be really good when we're injured. They can inspire us to think uh, about jujitsu a little bit differently. But you only need to get those things out of it. They do not directly make you better at jujitsu. And I know that sounds weird, but we are not better at jujitsu until we get to utilize it, until we get to feel through it, right? Because jujitsu is not just understanding, it is actually utilization of movements, right? It is actually being able to perform the movements that you're trying to learn, right? For some people, like I said, you, they can watch jujitsu instructionals all day and they just remember everything. Not everyone is like that. Very few people are like that, in my opinion. Um, watch what helps you and just pay attention to it. 15 minutes of watching John Danaher really helped me today. You know, he technically only talked about uh, one grip and he still had 15 more minutes that he was going to talk about it, but it still was helpful for me, right? You just find what works for you. You utilize all this different knowledge how it feels best for you. Um, and you make sure to avoid overly obsessing and causing yourself to, to struggle mentally. Uh, I do this. I do it with the podcast sometimes. Just it's part of jujitsu for people to get really obsessed about stuff. Um, yeah, that's all I have on 
the topic of learning jujitsu with jujitsu instructionals. I guess I'll leave you with this, um, something to avoid in looking at coaches. Is any coach that seems to act like their way is the only way. I think that that is a really negative, it's just not a really good thing for jujitsu. Um, and this is just, again, this is my opinion, right? Uh, I could be wrong about this, but it's the, we call it the secret sauce. So many people worry about um, having the secret training method, the secret technique, the secret, whatever. And anymore, there just aren't secrets in jujitsu. And not only that, but um, there are a lot of individuals in jujitsu. So one secret technique and one secret training method will not work for everyone. And so be comfortable experimenting, be comfortable saying, Hey, maybe I know even John Danaher said it. And so I should take it as gospel, but maybe I'm, I, maybe I just like to think of it a little bit differently, or maybe I don't even like that technique or that position. That's okay. You don't have to, right? Just because it's someone's opinion, just because Josh McKinney says it on the, I suck at jujitsu show does not mean it, it doesn't make it even relevant. You get to choose what you want to learn. That is, for me, my favorite part of jujitsu. That is my favorite part of this art is that it is an art and I get to do whatever the heck I want with it. Uh, and so I want to make sure to leave you guys with that. While you're looking at your instructionals, make sure you're remembering that even though jujitsu a lot of times will feel like a list of techniques and you have to know these techniques and these are the fundamentals and these are the basics, those things don't exist. Jiu-jitsu is fun. Feel your way through it. Have fun with it. Learn from who you can find, who you like to learn from, and don't overdo it. Make sure that you are taking your mental health into perspective. Make sure that you are taking your physical health into perspective. If we don't do that, a lot of times we end up having to take time off of training, and um, we're not we're not as as happy then. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'll leave you guys with. Hope you guys like this one. And that is the episode. I hope you guys liked this one. Day five of the seven days to suck less. We are almost there. We're almost at the end. Um, and it finishes. Of course, it finishes with something really fun, something really abstract, something really weird. Could be a terrible episode, um, but it's definitely one worth checking out because if it's a terrible episode, you just make fun of me about it, right? Um, um, but that's going to be an episode on innovation. I'm really excited for that one to come out and um, and try to kind of how and what you should be trying to innovate on in jujitsu. Um, but that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys are are you know broke right now because you spent all your money at simplifyingjujitsu.com uh, on the forty percent off deal. Uh, honestly, we don't even have enough products that you could be broke from buying everything at simplifyingjujitsu.com. I would doubt it. Um, now you could lose a tax return on, on all the products at simplifyingjujitsu.com really quick though. You could really, you know, you're not losing your house, but you get too excited. You press a few too many buttons and that tax return could be gone. Uh, so just watch that guys. Um, uh, no, I'm just joking. I don't hope you guys are broke. I hope you have tons of money and, uh, and um, you guys are just using it wisely and it's going great and you're investing it and it's just exploding. And then you're like, Josh, um, we like you so much. We just want to give you that money. That's what I hope for. Uh, <laughs> I told you guys I'm ranting a lot. It's just, they're just coming out. Let's finish this episode. Uh, I hope this was a good one for you guys. I hope, uh, 
I hope that you guys find the right jujitsu instructor. I hope you find the right online coach. I hope you just get better at jujitsu. I hope specifically that this episode helps you suck just a little bit less at jujitsu. Have a great day, guys. So on that music change, I just thought that since the episode is over and you are still here, you're wanting more content. And I just want to make sure I share with you all the places that you can find me and the content that I produce. Most of the things that I make will be at simplifyingjujitsu.com. This is a company that I started just a few years ago uh, with my dad in one of my brown belts at the time. And uh, we have been trying to learn to simplify jujitsu and create great simple jujitsu content and you can always go to simplifyingjujitsu.com to see what we are up to in the content creation realm uh speaking of content creation you can go to simplifyingjujitsu.com and get a free copy of my ebook the three lenses this ebook is going to be how to create a schedule for yourself to progress at jujitsu using the training method you enjoy and focusing on jujitsu in a way that you enjoy also besides Besides the podcast, if you ever want to get a hold of me, you can always send me an email, josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com. I try to send out emails and keep you guys up to date with what we have going on in the show and at simplifyingjujitsu.com. Uh, but it also is really great because it's an avenue for you guys to communicate with me. I get to get so many, uh, so much new content for episodes by things that people have emailed me. So if you ever have an idea for a show or a guest that you might want me to interview, even though I do less of those now, uh, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear about a, a guest or an idea for a show, a topic that you would like to hear, or maybe something that you have been experimenting with that I could experiment with too, because I do like to human guinea pig a lot of the times and and try to adapt and use whatever methods I'm hearing about and I'm seeing other people use. And so I'm really happy that you guys stayed for this episode. I'm really happy that you guys uh, at least seem to be enjoying the show. Make sure to sign up for my three lenses ebook so you guys can get on the email list and you hear more about what we have going on at the iSecond Jiu Jitsu show and simplifyingjujitsu.com. Have a great rest of your day, guys.